When your life is going wrong, there's just one thing to do. Sing a sweet and happy song, and darlings, when you're through, don't bother with a silly spell like pivoty, poverty, boom! That's for amateurs. There's more fun to be had, getting even being bad. It's never too late to turn your life around. And run someone else's life into the ground. No Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Diz Unplug Roundtable Edition for the week of September 18th. I am a very rested Pete Werner, back from my seven-night cruise on the Disney Magic, and as always, joined by our Orlando team, Ricky Pearson, Bob Varley, Corey Martin, Kevin Close, and John Magi. And uh, the uh, intro song that uh, you heard right before the show was taken from the uh, the show Twice Charmed, which is a stage show that is currently playing on the Disney Magic. It's a great stage show. We're going to talk a little bit about that uh, later on, but uh, that's also playing on Diz Radio uh, frequently throughout the day. Uh, a few selections from Twice Charmed, so you can always hear more of it there. But uh, getting started this week, I'd like to talk a little bit about uh, my experience on the ship this uh, this past week. It uh, This was my, uh, just for point of reference, this was my second cruise uh, this year. I'm not trying to rub it in anybody's face. I just got lucky. And uh, I was on the Magic in April and uh, again uh, this past week. And it's that wasn't my, these weren't my first time uh, sailing on the Magic. Uh, uh, I had done the seven night uh, itinerary right after they started offering it in 2000 and have done it a few times since then. It's been really interesting to watch this product change. You know, you get to a point where you think they they really can't do much more with it, and then they come up with something new. I mean, they're brilliant. Yeah. They're brilliant. And, and especially, I mean, when I was on in April, that was the first time I'd been on the Magic, I think, in about three years. And the changes, I mean, were really evident to me. The addition of uh, a lot of the, uh, the, the Dumbotron screen over the family pool and um, some changes to the Cove Cafe, the, uh, the addition of uh, Goofy's, uh, Goofy's Kitchen uh, with the wraps and the salads. Uh, right off of the uh, uh, the kiddie pool, just to name a few things. Not to you know, there was there was a lot of changes made to the ship, but in particular, I mean, it just it really has become such a well oiled machine. Um, we got we got to the port. I'll give you an example. Uh, getting on the ship. I mean, the part about traveling, whether it's anywhere, cruise, airlines, the part I hate about traveling is getting there. <laughs> you know, when you've got to go through airport security, when you've got to get get onto the plane or whatever. And, you know, it really isn't much different, you know, for me getting on a cruise ship. It's kind of a hassle. You know, anything like that usually is. We got to the port, I think, around... We got there about 10 to 1. We had all our, all our documents. You go to a desk where someone kind of checks and makes sure that everything's all right. You've got everything you need, that your IDs are in order, and they tell you which window to go to. Went to our window, got everything we needed, and we were on board that ship at 10 minutes past 1. Painless, huh? Wow. And... Now, granted, I also have to issue this caveat: the ship was not full. This was a very not full sailing. Um, I think they, I think someone told me there was about eighteen hundred guests on the ship, where they consider a full sailing. I think about twenty four hundred, twenty five hundred. So, um, this was definitely not a full sailing. So, I'm sure that does play a role. But the the process itself is so well thought out and and so well executed that really i can't imagine it's 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 i mean well Corey, you and i were on the ship uh, in april and you know even that very very painless process getting right. on board 
it was last minute. I really didn't have time to even do the online check-in, and it was still it was still painless. I mean, it was. Our itinerary on this uh, cruise was uh, Western, um, Key West, Grand Cayman, and Cozumel. And uh, as I said, this was uh, being that it's September and it's still hurricane season. Um, it is a very, very humid trip going anywhere in the Caribbean uh, during this time of year. And this was no, this was no different. I, you could not walk on deck without dripping with sweat. It was horrible. Um, it's the one thing Disney can't control. It's also the time of the year when the water at Castaway Key is the warmest. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, the water was beautiful. The water was beautiful at Castaway Key. Um, but we stopped in Key West the first day, and, again, very warm, but Key West is great. I love Key West. Um, a lot of fun. A lot of people did shore excursions. We kind of just walked around. We didn't do shore excursions on any of, these, uh, uh, on any of the stops. Um, we did more, more shopping. And uh, Key West, I mean, Key West was really, really nice, and everybody seemed to really enjoy it and have a good time. Grant Cayman, not so much. Um, there were no, there were two, not really an uh-oh. I mean, there's a legitimate reason for it. I mean, Grant Cayman got hit pretty hard uh, yeah. last year, and I believe the year before as well, by some pretty nasty hurricanes. And a lot of damage was done to that coastline. And you can see they're rebuilding. I mean, there's a big rebuilding effort going on. Um, but it seemed like the, the people who went into Grant Cayman were in two very distinct groups. You had the... Uh, uh, you had the group that did the shore excursions, and they loved Grand Cayman. Then you had the group that did the shopping, and they hated Grand Cayman. Yeah. One of the best shore excursions that we've ever done on any of our cruises was at Grand Cayman. We took the island tour, and we got to see things on Grand Cayman that we wouldn't have seen had we not taken the island tour. We went to the turtle farm. They take you out to a place called Hell, which is like a volcanic outcropping. Yeah. But they also took us out to see something called the Conk House, and they took us to the rum factory. So we really enjoyed that. So I guess we would be falling into the first group. Exactly. We really enjoyed Grand Cayman. Yeah, but anybody, spoke, anybody who did a shore excursion on Grand Cayman, regardless of what it was, came back raving. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anybody who went shopping came back very disappointed. It was really, it, I thought that was very, very interesting. And I think really the only, the only reason for that is because so much of that, of that area is closed right now because of the damage that was done. So it's, uh, you know, and hopefully next year or in, in the coming months they'll, they'll get more open out there. So if you're going to be stopping in, in Grand Cayman, my, my, my recommendation for you if you're planning on being on the Western is go ahead and book a shore excursion if you want to see Grand Cayman. Don't go in for the shopping. And that, many, many of the, the shore excursions are short enough that you can still have a couple hours to shop. And you don't need that much time to shop on any island, in my opinion. But Grand Cayman's also not one of the shopping islands. I mean, it's not like St. Thomas. Thomas. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a lot of construction there. As you can tell, there's also a lot of development. It's not only that they're reconstructing from the hurricane, but they're also developing and adding on. So hopefully right. in the future, there will it will be a, It'll a be shopping better. destination. Um. Now, uh, now, now, Cozumel, Cozumel is always a, a, a point of contention, I think, for anybody uh, who goes there because uh, there are there are some really really neat things. See, when I go shopping um, in those islands, I really like to look for stuff that's kind of authentic. I know it's going to be touristy. I know it's going to be, but I, I I want something that really has the flavor of of, of where I'm going. And, like like Gap. Yeah, like the Gap, <laughs> or like the Cozumel Banana Cozumel. Republic, <laughs> and uh, Cozumel Gap. Well, you know, it was, it was, it was. I guess it was, it was pretty bad. I ended up eating at the Hard Rock on uh, Grand Cayman. <laughs> well, just because everything looks so seedy, like I was like, okay, the 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 highest the highest echelon of restaurant in this area that I can identify as a Hard Rock, which is really not saying much. Um, but it was actually, I got to say, for for a Hard Rock, it was quite good. It was uh, the food was quite good, but. 
Um, now, on, on Cozumel, um, as within just, I guess, any Mexican port, um, if you're going through the shopping area, it, it's a unique experience in that uh, you are you are spoken to quite a bit <laughs> um, by people trying to get you to come in and, and, and get their uh, and, and, and purchase their, their goods. Um, it's it, after the first five minutes, it's really funny. The second five minutes, it starts grating on your nerves, and by fifteen minutes into this experience, you want someone dead. <laughs> Talk to the hand, and so that's always been kind of a problem because it's very annoying, and they they don't touch you, they don't touch you, but they will say just about anything they think will get you to stop. So you'll be walking past a you know a leather goods store, and they'll say we've got uh, boots and wallets and belts. And then you're not stopping, so it becomes whips and chaps. And then you're still not stopping, and it becomes young women. And they'll, you know, bazookas. I mean, that's, <laughs> these are things I actually heard, especially the young woman comment with Walter and I walking by. We were, but uh, but what was interesting were there were two stores, um, and forgive me, I don't remember the name of the second one, but the first one is called Viva Mexico. It's right there on the uh, the shopping drag, right off the right off the pier, and. These two stores were the only two, like, merchandise-type stores, non-jewelry stores, that were on the approved list on the ship. Uh, and these were the only two stores that did not badger you. They were not hang any of the Any of the stores, jewelry or otherwise, that are on the cruise line approved list, very, they, they stand outside their stores and say good morning. There's no, there's no song and dance. Um, and when you go in... Nobody's hovering. I am telling you, these cruise ships, these cruise lines must have said to these guys, you've got to give us a better experience because I, I guarantee you that was the number one complaint of people getting back on the ships about shopping in Cozumel. So while it can be annoying, um, there is a place to go where it doesn't have to happen. So it's one of, this is one of the better reasons I can think of to follow the approved shopping guide. Um, but I also want to make uh, a caveat emptor. Uh, to everyone about the uh, about onboard media, which is the company that runs the uh, shopping experience uh, on the ship, and they pick all these stores, and that's all. This, also, the company that gives you the guarantee, the satisfaction guarantee. Well, I had an experience; I had negative experience with a particular jeweler in, in Saint uh, Saint Martin in April, and I had to avail myself of uh, onboard media's guarantee, and it was three months of phone calls, and finally having to threaten to get a lawyer involved before they did anything. So while they and and they did do finally do something and I did get it was uh, uh, taken care of to my satisfaction but you know yeah the guarantee is there but you're going to work for it apparently you're going to work for it you know Julie and I had a very positive experience in St Martin and this was kind of off the beaten path it wasn't on the shopping guide we just found it and you know it's we had a very positive experience so it's okay. I find the shopping the ones that are approved by the ship aren't willing to haggle. No. And I'm a sale shopper. Yeah. So my uh, mm, advice would be, if you see something that you like, first of all, the closer you are to the ship, probably the more expensive it's That's going to be. That's absolutely correct. If you're willing to walk a little way, for instance, let me give you an example. I collect, whenever I go to Mexico, I buy the little sterling silver boxes that they have. I have eight or ten of them. I don't know how many. I found one that I really liked just outside the ship, and they wanted $225 for it. <laughs> I went a little bit further. Walked a couple of more blocks and found three of them, 
an identical one to the first one I found and two others that I liked and I paid $90 for all three of them. Wow. So, oh, wow. But, and again, the, if you're willing to haggle a little bit, set a price in your mind what you think it's worth and be willing to walk away. Also, the later in the day you go, the better the prices are. They want to catch you before you get back yeah, on the show. Exactly. While we're talking about this, for those of those people who are not shoppers, there's something else to do in Cozumel that I'd like to recommend. If you're willing to spend the entire day that you have in that port, there's a great shore excursion. If you're looking for a truly authentic experience, you can go to the ruins at Tulum. At Tulum, yes. It's one of the most awe-inspiring things I've ever done. When we first did it, it's... Um, it's a little romancing the stone at first. I kept waiting for the bus with the donkey tied to it. <laughs> <laughs> but you actually got on an air-conditioned coach, and they took you to this archaeological site. And it reminded me very much. I'm one of those people who tends to be a little skeptical at first. And when I first got there, I thought, oh, my gosh, I'm on a field trip, and I'm in sixth grade. And they're going to tell me boring crap that I don't want to know. <laughs> so they march you through the jungle and in, once you pass the clearing and you actually see the pyramids and the ruins, your mouth just drops open and you think to yourself, I never expected it to look like this. It also is on a cliff overlooking the Caribbean Sea. And there is a small place where you can go uh, swimming and stuff like that. It's a great excursion if you're not interested in buying Mexican trinkets. Yeah, it's also, it's a, you're right, it's a long excursion, I believe. It's a seven, seven it and a half hour. It's uh, extremely tiring. When wow. the, um they told us at first that it was kind of strenuous, and I have a problem with my knee every once in a while, so we were a little unsure of whether or not to do it. And we talked to the people at guest services, and there was a man behind the uh, the desk. I apologize. I don't remember his name. However, he completely put us at ease and said, it's really kind of easy. You're going to have a great time. Do it. And aside from being tired, because I think it was a six or seven hour trip, it was it was wonderful. Yep. And... I, I had done, uh, when I was in Costa Maya a few years ago, we, I can't remember the name of the ruins. They weren't, it wasn't, it wasn't Tulum. Um, it was much further back, uh, in the, in the jungle. And, uh, they weren't nearly as impressive as I'd, as I'd imagine they would be there. And everybody said, oh yeah, the ones you want to see are the ones in Tulum. I'm like, oh great, but thanks for telling me that now. I can't imagine them being any more impressive. I really can't. Yeah. And not only that, as we walked around, I mean, we live in Florida, and you have the little um, lizards that run through the gardens and stuff like that, but they're a couple of inches long. As we were standing there, I was completely shocked to see a four-foot iguana walk past us. <laughs> wow. It was very yeah. Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> and the price really isn't that bad for uh, a six-and-a-half to seven-and-a-half hour. I mean, it's like, what, $90, $93 a person for an adult. It, it's worth it. It's yeah. really, really worth you it. Do you ride in an air-conditioned motor coach. Uh, they provide you lunch. It's nothing spectacular, but... It was actually the Tulum subway. It was the We Tulum had a subway. half a subway turkey sub, or a half, yeah. So turkey sub. One of the things I would recommend is they tell you after you get back on the the motor coach to go back to the ship. You've got an hour ride, and they tell you that drinks will be provided. There is a small snack bar at the ruins at Tulum. I strongly recommend you purchase your own bottle of water. There were Dixie cups full of diet soda on the oh, way back, no. and I was hot. Forage so. for yourself, exactly. <laughs> also, too, there was uh, some pretty good shopping at Tulum. Remember there was the, there was some little uh, craftspeople. They weren't little craftspeople. They were they had little shops. <laughs> <laughs> they were full size craftspeople. <laughs> it was very very authentic stuff. There was uh, tapestries and jewelry and all the things were sort of like 
very homemade stuff. We were yeah. impressed with the, with the. We really enjoyed it. It was really great. Well, I can and I can tell you, we had, uh, you know, we 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 did have, with the exception of of Grand Cayman, we had a great time. We had a great time in the ports. One of our best experiences was on a cruise ship. We went to St. Thomas. And John and I are a little more adventurous. And we asked a woman who worked in a shop where she would go for lunch. I explained to her that I didn't want to go to a tourist restaurant and I didn't want to eat with everybody else from the cruise ship. I wanted to know where in St. Thomas she would go for lunch. And she told us. And it was several blocks off the beaten path. We sort of walked away from the port and into the village of St. Thomas. And we went into a restaurant. And I have to tell you, we stopped traffic as we walked in. Every fork in the place dropped, and they just looked at us like, kind of like, how did you find us? We were treated like visiting royalty. Wow. We explained to them that we had asked where people in St. Thomas would eat and that we didn't want to eat with tourists. We wanted to eat like a person in St. Thomas would eat. The woman who owned the restaurant, I think she brought us everything on the menu to taste. And they were very, very hesitant to let us leave. They enjoyed talking to us. We enjoyed talking to them. One of the things I would like to let you know is that we felt very safe doing this in St. Thomas. This is not something I recommend if you're in a place where you are not sure of your surroundings. Well, and St. Thomas is also a U.S. protectorate, so there is that, that element, too. It's also a more of an um, – it's a more Americanized city, Americanized island than other places. Correct. And we've been places where the cast members have told us, don't really venture away from the, uh, the tourist area. Right. Especially on your own. So this was the kind of place I would tell you all to make sure that you're aware of your surroundings and that you um, know what you're doing. Right. Exactly. Oh, anytime you travel. Right. Anytime you travel. And that was the other thing, too. You know, I was on the ship uh, for the, you know, it was the five-year anniversary of 9-11. I, I have to tell you, even though, I mean, there was obviously security presence uh, any place we went, at no point in time did I really ever feel unsafe. I was a little unnerved when we were in Key West and uh, Customs came on the ship. I'm pretty sure it was Customs came on the ship, but they were they were armed Customs agents hmm. and they were sweeping each floor and which, you know, I, that's fine. I'm certainly not complaining about it. It's just a little unnerving when you come out of your stateroom and there are two very big men with all this equipment and guns and like, oh dear God, what's going on? It's like, you're not here to make my towel animals. You know? (laughs) (laughs) Really? (laughs) So, you know, it was just kind of, it's just a little unnerving when you're on the, when you're on the ship and, and, but kind of staying in a cruise, in a cruise theme, I know John has some information that uh, one of our agents learned uh, last week on board the uh, Wonder. I do. Um, we had mentioned this a couple of times, the 10 and 11 night Southern Caribbean sailings that aboard the Disney Wonder that uh, are going on this month were not as popular as Disney had hoped. They um, The ships went out actually quite empty. And in an effort to, uh, to get more people on those ships, Disney offered a lot of um, discounts, Florida residence discounts and Annual pass holder. Uh, annual pass holder and uh, military. So they really wanted to try to get those ships filled up. I think it was just a matter of unfortunate timing. A 10 and 11 night cruise in the middle of hurricane season after the kids have gone to school just you know, wasn't going to work out for most people. So <clears throat> in addition to the, those discounts, they also offered a travel agent rate. And it was an incredible discount, so much so that uh, we had several of our agents on this past 10-night Southern Caribbean cruise. And during the cruise, they had a um, 
they had a travel agent seminar that took place in the Buena Vista Theater. Uh, what we heard was there were so many travel agents aboard this cruise that not only was the theater all the way full, that they had to pipe the seminar into the hallway for the overflow. Oh, place was lousy with travel they agents. Were. <laughs> but, you know, that's what they had to do to fill that ship. And um, during that seminar, uh, Tom Wolper, who is the vice president uh, in charge of operations for Disney Cruise Line, gave a speech and he talked about some of the upcoming things that were going to be taking place for the Disney Wonder, most of which um, Kevin already told us about in previous podcasts and also on the Diz. Um, Kevin reported a lot of it as rumor, but as we've come to know and trust, Kevin's information is usually right on the money when yep. it comes to these rumors. The, uh, the new bedding is going to be going in all of the staterooms on the Disney Wonder, um, a lot of this is going to be across the two ships, the Magic, as well. They're going to be getting the new in-room amenities, the shampoo, shampoos and the soaps uh, from the H2O line that Kevin mentioned. Something I just learned is they're not going to brand them as Disney products. Yeah, we actually mentioned that, I think, a couple of weeks ago. Did but, we? Yeah. Which I think is unfortunate. I think people are going to miss that Disney shampoo uh, bottle, but the upside of that is better product in the room. The Wonder is going to get the Dumbotron, the large screen TV, out by the pool. Uh, except on the Wonder, it's going to be called the Aerial View TV. Hmm, and that's nice. just in keeping with the, the theme of that ship. Theme of that ship, yeah. which is great. That's always good to do. The Spa is going to get those villas. And I understand those are pretty cool. Oh. Oh, you'll like those. Uh, you know? uh, well, I mean, uh, yeah, I'm a, okay, I'm a bit of a spa snob and been to a few of them. Uh, and these these villas these are these are actually couples treatment rooms and uh, they're beautifully they're like big state rooms with big balconies and the balcony has a nice jacuzzi on it got some pictures of it to put up on the site as well so I haven't seen one personally I'm I'm anxious to see how they did it in that spa space they're, I think they have two or three two or three of the of the other villas on the Magic and wow. uh, but they're also extremely expensive you're going to be looking to spend at minimum $450 for a treatment so wow. I would recommend though that if you do do the villas uh do it a day at sea um, cuz you know there's you have a jacuzzi out there you have a balcony and if you do it while you're at port you you might be facing the cruise ship right next to you yeah with the exactly. binoculars yeah, precisely yeah. precisely yeah. Uh, also, the Parakey restaurant is going to be rehabbed. It's going to be toned down a little bit, a little less. A little? That's not Jimmy a Buffett. Thing. <laughs> a little less Jimmy Buffett. I mean, you don't have to wear sunglasses when you're yeah. in. I agree. It's a little over the top at the moment. The adult pool is going to be getting a makeover. Um, they're going to be putting in some teak lounge chairs and just making it a little bit more high class, a little bit more adult. Nice and elegant. Um, what also is going to be really nice about that is they're going to be putting in some water features. Uh, with the spas, the spas are going to sort of overflow, make waterfalls into the pool. and Oh, that'll be cool. I think that's going to be a really nice touch. Uh, also, the Mickey pool, the Mickey hand pool for kids <laughs> is going to get <laughs> oh, some, well, some work being done to it. That's being, uh, it's being kind, calling it the Mickey pool. I, uh, I, I've always had a problem with this. I mean, now it's perfectly, uh, this is going to sound a lot more disgusting, but... Um, Look at that pool in the morning, and then look at that pool at four o'clock in the afternoon. And, and do you? Want, I, I would never put my. I'm sorry, I would not let my child swim in that. I think they like fill it with lemonade during the day, uh, don't well, they? Well, yeah. more or less. <laughs> Is that what um, they call it? You know, it's lemonade filtered, filtered lemonade, maybe. But um, it's uh, yeah. We, well, well, twice, I, twice that I know of, while we were on the ship, they had to shut that pool down for a uh, 
literally dropping the kids off in the a pool. A silkwood scrub. <laughs> oh, no. Tootsie uh, roll. Or, yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's, uh, I mean, I, I am absolutely positive that it is perfectly clean and safe. Um, I know that there's probably a million chemicals in that pool to yeah, make sure they, it they stays that way. all the time. Yeah. But uh, I just, I've always referred to that as the, un, that, that pool is the unflushed toilet. So I always thought, like, you know, a good rehab would be, uh, you know, Mickey's hand would you could, like, pull it down and then the whole thing would, just, like, <laughs> would just flush. What they're going to do to that pool is they're going to reclaim uh, Mickey's ear. One of Mickey's ear now, ears is now for the toddlers. They're going to reclaim that and make that part of the regular pool. And they're going to put in a, a water feature, quote unquote, I don't know exactly what that's going to be. Four toddlers under Mickey's hand. So hopefully under the we'll, slide. Under the slide. So hopefully we'll get a little bit more a, a, separation. A, a, a real toilet, in other words. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, man this, this, this show has taken on a <laughs> very, <laughs> very, <laughs> very disgusting turn. Oh. I'm not hungry anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, in addition, uh, the Magic has the um, Ocean Quest Club, which will replace some conference rooms on Deck 2. Um, they're not going to do that on the Wonder. They've decided oh. that they need those conference rooms and or the location wasn't appropriate and the, they weren't getting it. And the, the name they're going to give it? Well, it's... There it comes, folks. It, it's still going to be the Ocean Quest, but it's going to be in the kids' area in something called the Captain's Closet. <laughs> <laughs> they really it's really hard to hear that without laughing. Are they really, really going to name it that? <laughs> well, from my understanding, I, oh, I don't... Again, we don't travel with kids. I don't hang out in the kids' <laughs> club. It's a fortunate name. Specifically really not is. in the captain's closet, but I understand that's already a, oh, an area, and they're going to add those I, uh, features. What did you do today? I was in the captain's closet. Yeah, uh-huh. I, there's just there's just something there's something unclean. <laughs> I think it. we should just <laughs> let them write their own jokes. <laughs> there's yeah. so many places you fill can fill in the blanks. Oh. I understand the 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 things that were in Ocean Quest were very popular with some kids. You get a chance to dock the boat. Uh, sort of a virtual. <laughs> <laughs> just, I'm sorry. It just sounds like something very bad happens there. <laughs> What'd you do in the captain's closet? I docked the boat. Uh, moving on. <laughs> Again, folks, write your own jokes. <laughs> I'm so glad that I'm done with this now. Fill in the blank. <laughs> so, uh, and we're just we're very glad that uh, much of what Kevin has told us has come to pass. So, whenever you hear Kevin say rumor. Poke up, perk your ears up, and, and listen to what he has to say, because it usually comes true. Boy, there's some pressure on you now, Kevin. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Mice are not going to tell me anything. And now the, the sort of the, not a big announcement per se, but sort of the big highlight of his speech was um, discussing the third ship. Yeah. And what we're hearing now is that the exact words are, it's going to be sooner rather than later. And That's nothing great. ambiguous and that is a, about that, huh? And well, there's well, but that is a a major departure mm-hmm. from what the company line has been. You don't want to um, hear about the euro fluctuating anymore. N- well, you know, you're not hearing about that anymore. First of all, we we've been hearing speculation for quite a while that it's going to be the Disney Dream. So those of us at Dreams Unlimited Travel are always happy when that name shows up on anything that Disney does. And the other thing is we've heard for a while that Disney is not going to build a brand new ship like they have with the Magic and the Wonder. They're going to take an existing ship. I don't know if that means they're going to buy one from a cruise line or what and redo it. They're going to keep the hull. The Exxon Valdez. (laughs) (laughs) One of the rumors that I've been hearing now, 
John just told you how my rumors always come true. I have to tell you when I know that this is just a rumor. I don't have any backup on this. Is that this third ship is going to be bigger than the other two? That is correct. And we've heard that there might be a West Coast itinerary. The rumor that we hear is that it will be a bigger ship, and that ship will be based in Florida, Yay. and they'll move one of the existing ships to the West Coast. Another thing that sort of backs that up is that the Magic and the Wonder are about the biggest ships that will fit into the passages in Alaska. Alaska Straits. So, again, please take be, that as strictly rumor. Yeah, that would be a cool cruise. Yeah, that would be. So that was some exciting news we got, and we had some fun reports from our agents on that cruise. We actually have quite a few agents on the 11-night cruise. As a matter of fact, uh, Donna, um, who is one of the owners of Dreams Unlimited, she's on the 11-night Southern cruise. So and That's another one that wasn't uh, particularly full. Absolutely not. I have to tell you, I've gotten some other reports back from the people who were on the 10-night cruise. And they went to some new islands. And I heard very, very good things about places like Antigua and Barbados. Uh, just couldn't say enough about it. And they're also very excited when the Disney cruise ship comes there. They I were mean, very they excited. Roll out the red carpet, basically. Oh, yeah. All right. Thanks, John, for that, uh, for that update. Um, I, uh, while I was on the ship last week, uh, I was kind of keeping up on the news because I, I do that a lot. Um, and I, I, I was watching as they were reporting that the Pope had made uh, some, uh, I guess, rather inflammatory comments that uh, some in the Muslim community found offensive. And apparently by the outrage that's going on right now, it was extremely offensive to them. And I'm watching this on the news and I'm saying to myself, oh, these poor, poor guys are going to be there in, in 10 days. And they're heading for the Vatican and the Pope just created an international incident. So... How are you? Uh, what, what, what's your take on this right now, Kevin? I, I just don't know what to say. He could have waited. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been to Europe in a week and a half before I get to his house. <laughs> He's annoying people who are easily annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't take much, but <laughs> you know they're they're they fly off the handle pretty easy, and yeah, he's out I there. Mean, and I'm sorry, just apologize until I go home. Then say whatever you want. Well, I, I and think I'm, he actually has been. He has been. It's just apparently it's not good enough. But uh. I, I, I'm not thrilled with. I, I don't have any religious agenda here, but it seems that in an effort to keep the world a safer place, I, I think it should be. I just hope that it, it's okay. Yeah. I really, I, I mean, I don't mean to stumble. I don't really have well, a political it, thought on this. I just hope, I'm thinking very personally right now, I'm going to Italy. Right, exactly. <laughs> no, I mean, that's, you know, it's, and, it's, and it's really legitimate in, in uh, you know, unfortunately, it's, it's, it's a very legitimate concern, whereas maybe at one time it would have been considered the, the realm of the hypersensitive to be worried about such things. But, no, you know, especially not in this world at this time. I mean, they are... I mean, the threats are there right now. The threats are out to, to bomb the Vatican. So I can understand uh, I can understand your hesitancy. Um, it's also been one of the highlights of the trip for me. I mean, just to, to go to the Vatican, to, sure. And again, it's not a religious thing. I, I mean, to stand in the Sistine Chapel and see the work of Michelangelo is a dream. So I'm hoping that that's still something that we're able to avail ourselves of. But And I hope things go without a hitch. One of the things I, um, I always have something to say about our adventures by Disney planning 
John and I went recently and checked into purchasing euros or exchanging our dollars for euros. And I had been keeping track through the internet of the exchange rate and was looking for a favorable exchange rate. Now, I just made a joke a couple of minutes ago about the fluctuating euro and Disney building their new ship. I can tell you this is an actual dilemma. I had been watching and saw the euro go as low as $1.17. And for those of you who aren't sure of what I'm talking about, that means if I want to buy a euro, it's going to cost me $1.17 to buy it. Well, we finally decided it was time to purchase our, exchange our dollars for euros. And we went to the bank, and our euro exchange rate is $1.34. So our dollar doesn't buy as much as it did a couple of weeks ago. So, And I don't know if this had something to do with what the Pope has said. I can't blame him for the euro going up and down, but it is, it's uh, a thousand euros cost us $1,340. Wow. Now, when wow. we, Bob so, woke up. Yeah. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> so it's weird when you put it in that perspective. Yeah. Isn't it? I mean, it sounds different, you know, dollar 17 to a dollar 34, but when you, $1,000 costs you $1,300. Now, the other thing, too, is when you go through a bank, the bank charges you a fee to exchange that money. We looked into the best way to get it. just so happened to be the bank I bank with charged the lowest fee. So there was another $10 fee added to that as well just to get the euros. Wow. Now, again, I don't want to discourage anyone. I have spoken with people who literally just got back from the same trip that John and I are taking. I've spoken with some Disney folks who took the trip, and they said at no time did they ever feel anything but completely tended to and taken care of. So I'm sure Adventures by Disney will have our safety in mind. And They were able to, they were saying they were able to get euros at the ATM machine right around the corner. And again, that's just whatever the current exchange rate is, is what you're going to pay at the time. So you can't. I've said this before. It's not an investment. We're not investing in euros. We're using them for our vacation. It becomes right. part How, of our vacation expense. However, our timing was terrible. Yeah, the timing was really bad. <laughs> <laughs> I just want you to know that if you have any questions or have any one thing you'd like to discuss about our travels, you can reach me at abd at wdwinfo.com. I'd be happy to correspond with you and i'd like to just thank lewis lewis sent me an email last night giving me some advice about my trip lewis i'll be writing back to you soon that's great that's great thanks kevin um and kevin while you've uh, got your computer up there why don't uh, why don't you uh, do our sound off uh, for this week talk about uh, our question from last week and recently in the past our sound off have our sound off topics have we've received a lot of um well they were negative topics how much is too much Things like that. The last one we sent out was a little more positive. We asked people to tell us what their Disney dream would be. And I have to tell you, I found one that touched me. This is from a woman in Barnegat, New Jersey. This is Carol. And I'd like to tell her, thank you. I thought this one was terrific. Her letter states, my Disney dream. My husband and I spent every year since 1971 visiting Walt Disney World, sometimes twice a year. We weren't blessed with children, but enjoyed watching families interact and the wow look in the kids' faces. Seeing the magic for the first time come to life was just so precious. Now that my husband has passed, and yes, I still visit every year, sometimes twice, reliving wonderful memories. My Disney dream would be to escort first-time families through the parks, sharing Disney secrets and uh, giving them a wealth of knowledge 
of all things Disney. I thought that was just very touching. I think, yeah, that was uh, that great was one. great. That was great. We had a lot of responses uh, this week. This was probably, I think, the the largest response we received so far to the uh, uh, to the sound off since we started doing sound off. That w- that was a that was a great one. We've got a few of them, Ricky. You, I know you you've got. Yeah, one. I got one here from George S. from Ocean Springs, Mississippi. He says, "My Disney dream is once I retire, move to Orlando and get a job selling balloons at the Magic Kingdom on Main Street." That way I can enjoy the magic every single day. Yeah, I think that's a great one. I really like yeah, that one. That's very nice. Very um, simple. And, and very, very attainable. Yeah, very, <laughs> very attainable. You know how hard it is to separate those balloons? Have you ever seen anybody do that? You yeah. ever got, have you ever been attacked by those balloons <laughs> as you're walking down Main Street? <laughs> the wind a, shifts. A good is, gust of wind. It is a right. very, very unnerving experience when you <laughs> suddenly find yourself in, like being attacked by balloons. I hate to be the person that has to put those Balloon piles together. Yeah. One of the things I was impressed with was th- with this week's sound off was how many people wanted to do something for someone else. Yeah, yeah. that impressed me a lot. Yeah, that was the vast majority of them were, were very selfless, mm-hmm. were very selfless. And uh, John, you also have uh, have one you liked. I do. I have one that that uh, struck me, and specifically because in reading through of them, I, I saw a lot that were um, sort of monetary based if i had enough money i would dot 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 spend a month in disney world or sail a disney cruise ship for six months and this one was not in that vein so let me read that to you this is from Aaron in leesburg virginia and Aaron wrote my disney dream is to have the people i love the most be able to get disney the way that i do i want them to experience turning the corner on main street seeing the castle and getting teary-eyed I want them to smell the wood-burning smell in Spaceship Earth and go, how do they do that? I want them to see wishes from a boat going back to the Wilderness Lodge, realizing that nowhere else in the world compares to Disney. Most of all, I want them to experience that magical feeling that I get every time I return to Disney and instantly feel at home. Mm-hmm. I kind of think we can re- relate to that. We all have people in our lives who say, "Why are you? what is the fascination with Disney? You wish you could, they could just get it. Oh, I'm... How many how many people think I should should have been committed a long time ago? <laughs> I mean, um, we all moved to Orlando for the mouse. Really. Exactly, exactly. So that yeah. uh, that is a great one. We also got a a, a good one, a good suggestion uh, from Ken. Uh, Ken had called in and left a message on our sound off hotline. So let's uh, let's take a listen to what uh, Ken had to say. There's a lot of things already that you can do at the parks. Um, <clears throat> If you wanted to see behind the scenes, they have tours for that. If you wanted to be uh, in the parade, they have that very frequently. But the one thing that no one can ever do is be a cast member for a day. That's something that I would really like to have as a Disney dream. I would love it to be able to go to, say, the Jungle Cruise, and they pick me out and say, Tomorrow you're going to be trained to be a jungle skipper. I think that'd be the coolest thing. I say I, th- I think that's a, a very unique idea. I think that's actually something Disney ought to consider. I think it would be a lot of fun to be uh, be able to be a, a cast member for a day and and do something like you know as you yeah, said, really skipper would. of the Jungle Cruise. It yeah. would certainly be a different perspective. It really would be. It really would be. I think that's a great idea. Great responses this week from everybody. Really appreciate it. Uh, all four of our. Uh, our respondees this week will receive $25 gift certificates to the Mandara Spa over the Walt Disney World Swan and Dolphin. A, uh, it's a beautiful, if you haven't had a chance to go take a look at it, 
really beautiful space they created over there. Um, very, very nice spot. Um, and uh, with that, let's discuss. We'll uh, discuss uh, next week's sound off question. Kevin, I actually had an idea. I went. Uh, we all went to a uh, travel agent conference at Disney last night, and it had a pirate theme. As you walked in, they gave you Mickey ears. Mickey had a little earring through his ear and a bandana around the Mickey ears. And we all live here. Those sorts of things are things that we see quite frequently. So I confiscated everyone's Mickey ears, and I went out to the where the entrance was, and I started handing them out to kids as they walked by. One young lady... Her mother asked if she could take my picture with her hugging me wearing the ears, which I thought was really amazing. <laughs> so in keeping with the positive spirit of our last sound off and the young lady named Erin who wanted other people to understand Disney the way she did, the question is, how do you keep the Disney magic alive in your everyday life? How do you show the people who didn't get the Disney gene what it is that we all see? That was really cute last night. Uh, Kevin was... Kevin was commandeering these things from from everybody, and he's when when he gets some he he really gets a, a a spring in his step with stuff like this, and he was having a grand old time handing these out last night. It was really cute. I wanted to take the pile that the lady was handing them out to us as they went in, and I thought, <laughs> can I have these? <laughs> well, the first reaction of most parents is, oh God, what's he, what's he going to say? <laughs> and as you come up for, towards them and offer them, you know, to give your stuff away to their kids, all of a sudden their whole attitude changes. It's like, yeah. wow, are you really going to do this? So it's fun. I enjoy doing stuff like that. That's great. That's great. So that uh, that is our question for this week. How do you keep the Disney magic alive in your everyday life? And, of course, you can uh, answer that question by going to our uh, podcast page at podcast.wdwinfo.com. Or you can call our sound offline toll free eight seven seven three one zero nine six six two, and as always, if we uh, read your response or play your response on our show, we will give you a twenty five dollar gift certificate to the Mandara Spot. So uh, now I know Corey, you have a couple updates you want to just uh, fill us in on. Yeah, brief update. We actually had the opportunity to go to uh, Mickey's Not So Scary. Um, this past Friday. And That's a Halloween party for those of you who don't know. Yeah, Mickey's not so scary Halloween party. The, well, we'll talk more about this next week, but I did want to let everybody know that we have all the photos on the site. Um, we have we have the map, even the bag that they give you, the little trick or treat bag. That's the wristband too. Uh, even the wristband, you know, everybody like they, they like to see all the little details. So we have that on the site. You can you can access it from the homepage um, in the updates section. Okay, I just think there's something a little affected about uh, taking pictures of wristbands, but. No, okay. it wasn't a picture. I scanned it. Um, <laughs> that wow. makes it so much better. So That's not as crazy. I'm, I'm bathed in relief. We are Disney fanatics, though, so hey. It's all about um, the detail. And all of you out there, stop laughing. You know you want to see what the wristband looks like. <laughs> yeah, so we'll talk more about the Halloween party next week, but uh, it, we, had a, we had a great time. Yeah, we After sure we did. got through the rain. Yeah, you guys got uh, rained on pretty bad there. Both cameras so, shut down. We're Bob, gonna was, ha- Bob was SpongeBob. Oh, SpongeBob, <laughs> yeah. That was cute. Those guys will have a, uh, a full update on the Not-So-Scary Halloween Party next week. And that is going to do it for us this week. And uh, thanks very much for listening. I'm glad to be back. I'm lying. I really wish I was still on the ship. But I'll just say I'm glad to be back. And uh, we hope you folks have a great week, and we'll talk to you next Tuesday. When 
you're in trouble, give a call. It's never too late. It's never too late. It's never too late. It's never too late. 